Praise God, He hears our prayer. <laughs> yes. Praise God, He hears our prayer. Uh, we'll continue on tonight in 1 John and our study of light, love, and freedom. Praise God, it's all found in Christ. Amen. And we're going to move down to verses 6 through 9 tonight of chapter number 3 and talking about two natures, which we have uh, already gotten into a little bit with chapter number 3. But I draw your attention there in chapter number 3, beginning in verse number 6 of 1 John. Verse 6 says this, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth had not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. Now you might say, wait a minute, what does all that mean right there? Because that sounds a little contradictory. Well, we're going to dive into that tonight and praise God for the truth of God's Word. And if we study His Word, we'll, we'll know that. And that's what we're going to do tonight. So if you would, let's pray together. Heavenly Father God, I do thank You for this day. I thank You for midweek prayer meeting God and Bible study, Lord. And God, I just pray now that You open up our hearts. God, open up our minds, our thoughts, God, to Your precious Word. God, I, I do feel that, God, we're in such a, a time and a place, God, where there seems to be little truth, God, around us. So, God, I pray that we'll commit ourselves, God, to want to know truth, God. Truth that we would not, God, believe or to hear, God, a lie. God, I know that the only way around that, God, is to know your truth. And so, God, I pray that we seek it. God, tonight I pray that you touch us, God, that you strengthen us, and God, that we see just how great it is, God, God, to be a child of God. And God, if there be one that's not saved, God, hasn't turned their heart and life over to you, God. Uh, God, I pray that we do that, God. God I, thank, God, I thank you, and I'm so glad to know that somebody can get saved on a Wednesday night, God. God, touch us. God, touch us tonight, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. How many of you know His Word testifies of who He is? His Word testifies of who He is. Verse number 6 tonight, we're going to open up there. And uh, some of you may remember kind of where we were at. I'll remind you of verse number 1 of chapter 3, because that kind of leads us into that. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. Praise God tonight, we're saved because of what Christ did on the cross, and what we did by surrendering our lives to Him, asking Him to forgive us of our sin, to come into our heart, and to save us. Folks, it's called salvation, and praise God for it. Now, let's dive into verse number 6. Whosoever abideth in Him sinneth not. Now you might say, wait a minute now, I am saved, but I'm still sinning. Anybody? Yes, right? 
We still sin, do we not? Yes, sure, uh, we do. I'm not glorifying our sin or the fact that we still do. But the truth is, after you got saved, you just didn't turn perfect. Amen? Anybody perfect in the house? No, not one, right? No, not one. No, praise God, though, we can go to Him and ask for forgiveness. So what are we looking at in this verse number 6 at the beginning? Number one, this does not mean that a person is perfect and will never sin after salvation. All right? Uh, you might say, I'm here on Wednesday night. Sure, I know that simple truth. But do you realize tonight there's a lot of people who don't understand that truth? You see, that verse has been twisted and, and everything that you could possibly uh, think of. And there's so many today who feel that by sin they lose their salvation or that they're no longer saved when they sin. And we've said this before. We've talked about this many times. I can't imagine what it must be like to live that way. Saved one moment, lost the other. Think about that. What would that say about the power of Almighty God that He could not keep you saved once you were saved? My, my, my. What this means here is the desire to live in sin no longer. It really comes down to the heart, folks. Because when you get saved, when you, I'd ask you tonight to go back to the point of salvation. When you know that you know that you know that you got saved, uh, there is a desire or there should have been a desire in your heart to not want to sin any longer. All right? Now, it doesn't mean that you won't. It doesn't mean that uh, you're going to be perfect. But what it does mean is that that desire, that desire should no longer be there. Now, are we going to deal with battles? Are we going to deal with temptations? Are these things really going to cause us to stumble at times? You better believe it. Why? Because what did I say? We're not perfect, right? But it also does not mean that a person who sins is lost again. And if you don't believe me, you can read ver chapter, number, chapter number 2, verse number 1. And I'm going to read it for you tonight. It says, My little children, these things I write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. The righteous. You know what's beautiful about the Word of God? He answers it all with the Word of God. With the Word of God. Thank God we have an advocate tonight. That when we prayed just moments ago, and when I prayed, I did not have to wonder if it went anywhere. I know it went to glory. I know it went to glory. And I know that Jesus at the right hand of the Father is making intercession for us, even tonight. Even tonight. Think about that. A true believer's life will not be uh, described by sin. Think about that. By the character of sin. Where, where am I going with that? Uh, for someone who claims salvation, and there are those who claim salvation, that is a reality, whether we want to believe it or not. There are those who come down the aisle and they'll say what they think they're supposed to say and yet mean nothing in their heart. And many times it's not their fault. Really, many times they have no understanding of what's going on or what they're doing. Okay, so many times we, we, uh, we put it on the person who's walking down the aisle. Well... God help us to do what we should do and help leading them to Him. Amen? Many times people are led to the cross but never told what happened after that. That's a reality. That's a reality tonight. So let that not be us. Let us be found faithful explaining the gospel fully 
and in truth, and in truth, and being led of the Spirit, okay? If God's not leading you to say something, then you ought not say it, right? But if He's leading you to something, you better say it, right? Yes, yes, a true believer's life will not be described by sin. Uh, notice here, there is a present continuous tense used here. And you say, what do you mean? Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. What are we talking about tonight? We're talking about a continuing sin. A practicing sin. What do I mean by that? If you can come down and say that you're saved, and then you can go out of the church building or wherever you were at when you got saved, and you can continue in the same sin, and there's no bother to you, there's no concern to you about that, then most likely, I'm just being honest with you, you did not get saved, folks. Because there's a change when one gets saved. The desires of the heart change, okay? Now, don't misunderstand that. We're going to get into what, what we love to call as Baptist, backsliding and all those things. We'll get there in a moment. But the truth is, I'm afraid today many never get saved to begin with. And I believe we've got lost generations. Lost generations sitting in churches today. Okay? If sin is the habit of your life, think about that. No conviction. Anybody that's got a testimony of salvation and they've been away from God and the things of God for a period of time, always ask this question. You might say, wait a minute now, this is the kind of person. <laughs> I ask them, has there ever been any conviction in your life? And I don't do that that somebody would feel condemned or that they would feel conviction. I ask that question because without conviction, how in the world can there be salvation? Where are you going, preacher? Well, we're going to get there in just a moment. Boy, John describes this beautifully if we just read it the way it is here. What truth this is. Do true believers stumble? They can. They can. And I would say, if, if we were all honest tonight, we've probably all stumbled at some point in time in our walk with Christ. That's the reality of it, amen? I mean, there's people who walk away from Christ for years. That's real. Does it mean that they weren't saved to begin with? Well, only them and God knows the condition of the heart. Right? Right? We're not perfect people, and we have to swallow that. But we ought to want to stay as close to Christ as we can. You know what I think is beautiful? Is that when we get away from God, He doesn't just leave us out there. <laughs> you ever thought about that? I mean, really? And, and I know y'all probably hate hearing personal experience, but that's a... See, I don't know everything about your story, or I'd tell your story instead of mine. But, but I do remember those times when I didn't want to follow God's will for my life. There are those times when I didn't even want to hear God's will for my life because I, I already knew what He was doing. Huh? He was making it clear to me. But I didn't want to do it. Why? Because I didn't want to surrender my plans. I mean, we all got pretty good plans, don't we? But if they don't line up with God's plan, they're not a plan at all. Right? They're not a plan at all. But yet God, 
in the time that I'm even running away, God is still drawing me back in. Folks, how beautiful that is. How, beautiful, how, how does that happen? Well, who is indwelling you if you're a child of God? <laughs> the Holy Spirit of God is inside of you. You don't change. Listen, just because uh, you walk out here tonight and you say, guess what, I'm just not going to serve God any longer because He wants me to do something I'm not going to do. Well, if you're truly saved, guess what? You're not going to be able to live with that. I mean, you can run. You may run 20 years. But it doesn't change the fact of what God wants to do in your life. Praise God. Praise God. He loves us that much. How powerful that is, folks. And I think many times if we got a hold of how great and how wonderful that is, boy, I believe we just want to stay true close to Him. I don't think we'd want to leave. We'd want to stay right there for it all. Amen. It's amazing what God can do with us when He has all of us. The life of the believer should flow in the direction of obedience and faith. That's hard to do sometimes. Nobody said amen. But it's hard to do sometimes, isn't it? Sometimes we don't feel like being obedient, do we? Sometimes we don't even feel like being faithful. Let's be honest. Hmm? There's probably a lot of times God's told us to do something, but we didn't want to do it because we just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Amen. But thank God He doesn't leave us there. He doesn't leave us there. In that flow of life, there may be stumbling. We just talked about that for a number of reasons. Maybe it could, could be the, the sin that you have in your life that causes you to stumble. Maybe it could be the sin in somebody else's life that causes you to stumble. Amen. God help us not to be the stumbling block. Did you, did you catch that? God help us not to be the stumbling block that keeps somebody else from drawing close to God. Because it can happen. It can happen. There's not a person in here tonight who... Uh, who is, who is uh, uh, so far away that they, they cannot allow themselves to be used by the devil because he'll use you if you allow him to. If you allow him to. We, we, must, we must be close to the Lord. Look with me at verse number uh, 7 tonight. It says, uh, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. And we have the opportunity to be Righteous? Why is that? Because who is righteous? God Himself is righteous. Ask you tonight, is the Holy Spirit of God righteous? You better believe He's righteous. And if He's inside of you, what should come out of you is righteousness. What do you mean? I'm talking about right living. Not right living compared to man, right living compared to God. Who is our standard tonight? The standard is not your preacher. The standard is not the deacon of the church. The standard is not your Sunday school teacher. The standard tonight is Christ Himself. He is our standard. Thank God He's the only one that we're compared to. Amen? Amen. Thank God He is our standard. I'm glad to know I don't have to look to a man every day and say, wow, I didn't measure up to that. But I'll keep trying. Huh? No, we're living for the Lord. 
Verse 7, the true saved child of God is never happy wandering out of the will of God. I just shared that. Boy, how miserable it is being out of the will of God. And when God's made it clear to you what He wants to do with you, boy, the more miserable it is. The more miserable it is being out of His will. It is the saved that have been delivered. Think about this tonight. It's the saved that's been delivered from the judgment we deserve. You do realize tonight, none of us deserve glory. None of us deserve the right to be saved. Really, we don't even deserve the right to proclaim the Word of God tonight. But yet we can because of what Christ has accomplished on the cross. Think about that tonight. But not just salvation, not just deliverance from judgment, but we've also been delivered from the power of that sin. What sin? All sin. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? All sin we've been delivered from if we're saved because Jesus paid it all. And so in that we have the two natures, flesh and sin. In the nature, in the power of the Holy Spirit of God. And thank God tonight, we can allow the Holy Spirit of God to lead our lives. Do you realize this tonight? The Holy Spirit will not allow the believer to enjoy sin. What's a result? Conviction. Conviction. And if there's no conviction in our lives, what does that say of our salvation. Think about that tonight. The Holy Spirit produces righteousness in us when we surrender to Him. Think about that tonight. And I know we live in a world and we live in a society where nobody wants to surrender to anything but their own will and what their own way. Boy, we're so, we're so self-indulged today. Maybe not you. All right? But we are. We're a society that is so self-indulged. Can I ask you a question? How in the world can one that's only consumed with themselves ever be led by the Holy Spirit of God? It cannot happen. And you know what? It doesn't happen. God is not going to force Himself upon you. It'll be our surrender. And in our surrender that God can truly Use us. Romans uh, 8, 1 through 4 uh, speaks to the Holy Spirit producing righteousness in the believer. Verse, uh, verse 1 says this, this is, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. Who should we be walking after? But after the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son with a capital S in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You know what's so amazing about that verse is that we can allow the Spirit of God to use us. It's right there. Christ came not to, man, condemn the law. He came to fulfill the law. Because now in Him, guess what? It's all complete. In Him, it's made all complete. Because of what He's done. Man, to know that I don't have to live that selfish life but my life can glorify 
glorify God. Not in my works, not in my righteousness, but in His. But in His. Tonight, look at verse 8 with me quickly, and we're going we're gonna to move out and then move on. Verse number 8 says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. Uh, as I was studying this, I'll bring up one of my favorite writers again, uh, Ironside. I love him to death. But he said for so many years he struggled with this verse number 8. He said he'd read that verse and he knows that he's a sinner. He knows that even after salvation he still commits sin. And he says, wait a minute. <laughs> verse 8 says, he that committed sin is of the devil. Wait a minute. What does that mean? How in the world could that possibly be? Well, here's the deal of that. <laughs> the, truth in the, the truth is, in the life of the non-believer, they don't have a desire and they don't have a care. It all comes back to the Holy Spirit of God. The non-believer does not have the Holy Spirit indwelling them. And, and hear me tonight. I'm going to shorten this up because I know we're time. Either you're a child of God or either you're a child of the devil, okay? And that's a hard thing for us to grasp, ain't it? But you can't do the work of righteousness working through you if the Holy Spirit of God, who is righteous, is not in you. Does that make sense tonight? So what am I saying? To a non-believer, guess what they're doing? They're sinning and they're not having a problem with it, okay? It is foolishness to them until God calls them. And you do realize tonight, one cannot be saved until they are called. Now, I'm going to say this out of the next breath. It's God's will that all come to salvation. Okay? Make sure you understand that. God wants everyone to be saved. He did not come for a select group of people. He did not come for one part of people. Could you imagine? He came to save all people. He came to save all people. But think about that tonight. To the non-believer, it truly is foolishness. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 2, 14. Brother, I don't know if you have that verse on there or not. I may have skipped ahead, and that's okay. There it is. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. What am I talking about? The Holy Spirit of God working through your life. Through your life. The children of the devil are going to have the characteristics of the devil. Folks, sin did not begin in the garden. You know, there's a lot of people who believe that. Hmm? Sin began with the devil himself. Right? And we need to remember that. Because you know what all sin boils down to? He's trying to use every bit of it. To discourage us to drag us down, to ruin our testimony if you're saved. You don't think He wants to do that? Absolutely He does. You don't think He wants to keep people saved who saved? You don't think He wants to keep people in bondage who's in bondage? You know, people that uh, spend years, and we t- we're going to talk about back. I guess we'll talk about backsliding next week, okay? So y'all make sure you're here. But I think about the very fact that he wants, to, he wants to keep people out of church. He wants to keep people away from... He wants to keep havoc going on around and around and around. Why? Because he loves that. Why? Because he's rejecting God. 
He's still rejecting God. And you know what's, and it seems crazy to us because we know what the end of the book says, right? We know that Christ already, hey, he's already, he's already gotten victory by what was accomplished on the cross. But he's still battling. He's still battling. And if the children of God, if the people of God do not realize that and walk in that, what am I saying? I'm talking about walking around with your armor on. Is it heavy? <laughs> it might get heavy. Praise God we've got it. May we wear it. Tonight as we close, uh, I'd ask you to take a moment and, and uh, spend some time with the Lord. Praise God we can do that. And tonight, maybe it's we just need to trust Him more. I don't know what you brought into the house tonight. Praise God, I don't know. I say that because I don't need to know. God knows. God knows. But I know this, He's here to meet your need. He's here to meet your need. May we tonight realize who our enemy really is. Sometimes we think it's each other, don't we? Sometimes we think it's our spouses. But, right? I mean, children, grandchildren, I don't know. Our jobs. No, our enemy tonight is the devil himself. May we realize that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for this day that you've given us, God. I thank you for this time together, God. God, I do ask you again, God, to be with each and every prayer request, God. You know each and every concern, God. God, you know each and every heart here tonight. And God, I pray that as we continue in this study, God, that you continue, God, just to, God, reveal yourself to us, Lord. God, that we draw closer to you. And God, that would result in a closer walk with you. God, I thank you tonight, and I praise you for who you are. Our Savior, our Redeemer, the Restorer of our soul. I give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.